every bone in your body. I'll drag you back to the podcast. I know you won't take my hand, but I actually don't know enough of your L.A. slash college for Hunter. Hunter's the name I know. I know you won't take my hand, but Hunter has gained your friendship through mutual respect over the course of this school year, and I'm out of retrieval arc jokes. I can't think of any more. I don't watch that much anime. But we're still here, I guess. We're still in the Amber retrieval arc. Amber, fuck, I've sent you episodes. Do your part. (laughs) God damn it, woman. You bitch. And since this one caught me very last minute, I wasn't able to get a guest. And if you listened to that last episode, the Kiki's Delivery Service, you'd be known. You'd be known. Jesus, Devin. You'd know that I've been suffering from a rough case of burnout. And you'll hear more about the specifics when the Pathfinder episode gets dropped. Amber, upload it! Ah! So I thought, Friday's creeping. Didn't ask anyone, because I didn't have time. What can I do? I don't really... I haven't felt like thinking too hard about much media, and I feel bad if I don't have a good take on one of my episodes, and I'll feel particularly worse if it's a solo episode, because spoilers, everyone, I will never do this again. I think solo podcasting is bad podcasting. But then I realized there was one ace left in my pocket. One final play that I could still use. And that's talk about the ending of Titans. Oh, yeah! Playing music to do the podcast. Uh, Yeah, so... If you're a long-time listener of the show, you'll know that I think Titans is not just some of the worst superhero television, but just some of the worst television to have ever aired. It's fucking horrible. We have a whole episode up if you want my thoughts in-depth, and I've given infrequent updates. I was going to say semi-regular, but that's wrong. But I've given updates throughout the pod, so you can find them, like Easter eggs, to collect all of my thoughts on this terrible, terrible show. So, I won't go over things I think I've brought up before. And I also might not make an OC, even though that's what the podcast is about, because if the writers won't think about this show, (laughs) they don't deserve me putting in thought as to what I'd do with the character. In this show. So here's where I want to start. I want to start talking about Superboy and Blackfire. They get into a relationship, and I kind of hate it. So it's not that the relationship is handled poorly, or too fast, or they don't have chemistry. I would say they don't have chemistry. The actress for Starfire, I Blackfire, I don't think she's bad. I think she's being told to be stoic and with (laughs) stoic and devoid of a personality but that's what she is on screen whatever in specific it's weird for this connor kent this superboy 
to have a relationship. Because he's like three years old. And you know in Young Justice, Clone Superboy, Cadmus Superboy, he's like six. There's a joke in Invasion where it's his birthday and he goes, oh yeah, I'm six years old. And she goes, what? And he goes, oh, I was 16, ha 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 ha. But he's been like mind-fed information, right? He's clearly developmentally, emotionally, intellectually a teenager. So when he starts dating McGann, it's not weird. This Superboy, however, when he first popped out of the pod, he didn't understand a lot of concepts like money and ownership or right and wrong or his own strength. He's very clearly childlike. So it's weird when he starts a relationship and you show me him fucking because I, you've told me that he's childlike. I don't want to see him bone. That's fucking weird, show. What a weird thing to do. Hate it. Don't need that. So he's dating Blackfire, right? Oh god, we're gonna talk about Dick Grayson. Definitively the worst Dick Grayson. It is worse. So, I fuck. This show rattles my brain in so many directions. But remember one of the most widely panned out-of-character moments for Dick Grayson of all time. It's when he pity fucks a freshly crippled Barbara Gordon and then the day after invites Barbara to his wedding with Starfire. This Dick Grayson is definitively worse than that because that Dick Grayson was able to learn from his mistakes and this Dick Grayson is pathologically incapable of learning anything because every season... It's the same lesson. Dick, putting the weight of the world on your shoulders is bad. Going behind the team's back, not telling them everything, is bad. He does it again. He goes to fight Jason Todd. Superboy's like, I can help you. And spoilers, I'm not one to rant about power scaling. But when you look at it objectively, Jason Todd... Red Hood. His superpower is be good at martial art and have gun. Superboy is impervious to pain and bulletproof. He could help you take down Red Hood more effectively than you could, Nightwing. Spoilers, you get shot and you die. Superboy is immune to bullet! You idiot! So, Superboy becomes disillusioned with the Titans, so he's able to connect with Blackfire more. And then, through circumstance, we find out that Blackfire is the true queen of Thanagar, I believe is the name. Here's the thing. No one gives a shit. I promise you, no one gives a shit. Here's how I know no one gives a shit. We never see Thanagar. It is literal, off-screen politics. Who gives a fuck? Can you imagine if Game of Thrones never showed King's Landing and was just Rob Stark talking with his kids 
about shit that has been discovered away from the camera. It'd be a waste of your fucking time, wouldn't it? Just like this goddamn show. So Blackfire finds out she's the true queen, and she wants to go home. And Superboy has this moment where he goes, So you're just like like the rest of them. You say one thing, and then you do another. And they're building the ship, and Superboy has to, like, hold this compact sun, which, again, bulletproof. Could have beaten Red Hood. Poorly written goddamn show. And Superboy puts the sun in, and Blackfire and Starfire are like, Yeah, I'm gonna go. (laughs) Explosion happens in slow motion, puts everyone back. Superboy, unfazed, standing there with a smirk like, Yeah, I just did that. Turns his head slowly to the camera. Bum, 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 big villain moment. And I went, are you fucking kidding me? So this Superboy operates at the same (laughs) moral fiber as Man of Steel Superman, who is literally so morally bereft. If you remove one woman from Earth, he becomes a fascist dictator. Same thing with this Superboy? Jesus Christ. But then the next episode happens. And Superboy's like, oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Liar. You're a liar, Superboy, that's a lie. But then Starfire's like, you can't just apologize. People got hurt. Burr, 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 burr. But then Blackfire comes in. Oh no, it's fine. I guess you don't know what it's like to have to fight for what you want. Starfire, which, A, no reason to be catty. No reason. There's no reason for that. You could have just been like, hey, you know, I get it. And then Starfire throws up her hands and goes, fine, I'm done with this. But the B, that means that entire scene was fucking pointless because it doesn't create any complications for the relationship between Blackfire and Superboy. They're fine after that. Starfire being mad doesn't matter because Blackfire just says it's cool and the next scene, they're all just hanging out together working on the new plan. Superboy doesn't have to make up for doing a selfish thing. Like it's lit- It was literally pointless. It was there because they were like, oh, what a cool way to end an episode. No, we're not going to follow up on it. Shut up. That would require work and care, and effort. Fuck all that. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so transparent. We had a cool idea for a scene, and we don't actually want to do anything with it. (sighs) Oh, oh, okay. So the reason it's taken me so long to get to the finale is because when Dick gets shot in the neck, almost a perfect ending, They're like, oh, wait, there's a Lazarus pit. And instead of just carrying him because Raven and Beast Boy show up, instead of Beast Boy turning into a tiger, the one animal he can turn into the show, instead of Raven using magic to move Dick's body, he's carried by bats. And that is something that on a comic page would look pretty rad. If it happened in Doom Patrol, I'd be like, yeah, 
That makes sense. If it happened in CW's The Flash, I'd go, hell yeah, that's, this show's dumb. That makes sense. If it happened in season one Arrow, early Arrow, you'd be like, shut the fuck up. Absolutely not. If it happened in this show, you go, no. Despite the fact that there's Rebirth and Amazonians and Atlantis, it's not like a heightened reality. It's pretty gritty, right? It's going for that gritty, more grounded feel. It's just not the type of show where you buy being carried and lowered by bats. Why would the bats think to do that? Are they hyper-intelligent bats? And that's a nitpick. Yes, I understand. But it's so nakedly transparent of, we thought it would be cool, so we wrote it in. You don't have to justify it, but it was so, it's more than that. It is, even if it, there was a stark reality that is being insulted when you watch it because it's cheap. The effect does not look good. And even if it did, I'd still be going, this is not that type of world. This feels out of place and wrong. But the effect was so cheap as to only be able to be read as fake. This is a fake dumb thing in this fake dumb show I'm watching. Oh, so fucking stupid. What else is there? Okay, there's another thing. Power scaling's the wrong word. But everyone talks about you have to escalate the threat level, which I just fundamentally disagree with. Not every Marvel movie needs to end with a CGI laser shooting into the sky. Just because you've had Thanos happened doesn't mean your next story is made useless. That's stupid thinking, because, spoilers, we had a world war, and then we had a second one. (laughs) What kind of psychotic person are you if you're like, I just think it's dumb, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this rant, but I think it's dumb. You're allowed to have more personal stakes. I will say there is something tremendously lame about going from season one, the final boss you fight, Trigon, literal interdimensional conqueror, right? Big fucking demon. Season two, Deathstroke, who regardless how you feel about him. You as a DC fan are programmed to go, oh, shit, serious. It's the number one Titan threat. And even within the context of the show, he's got a very personal motivation. He's been shown to be cerebral, a threat we've built up for the whole season. Season three, it's cops. It's GCPD SWAT patrol. And we saw Jason Todd as just Robin not using lethal force, beat the shit out of Gotham police. Why is that your big bad for the final season? That's so lame. And I know you want me to talk about Scarecrow, but that fight was so useless. Also, they do a... What was it? Jigsaw in Punisher, right? Remember when you... Fucking Christ, I hate this show. Okay, so... Very disappointing face reveal in Punisher Season 2 because the teaser for Jigsaw was so much cooler than what we actually got in Season 2. That again here with Scarecrow. 
Just put the mask on. It looks pretty fucking rad. Do things that look rad. It's not a difficult concept. But the fight with Scarecrow is literally one punch from a not-costumed Tim Drake, who I don't even feel a need to talk about. He's so boring. Played by the... What's the word I'm looking for? What's a word when you're not sure of a thing? Judgmental's the wrong... Tepid. Played by the tepid Joker gang member from the opening of The Batman? That blew my fucking mind. But the thing about Scarecrow is he is so unrelated to any of our principal characters. When the final showdown happens, it's Nightwing, Beast Boy, and Tim Drake. And the only one Scarecrow has shared the screen with is Nightwing. It felt lame. Cause it was. Thanks for that. Also, definitively, this is one of the worst versions of Batman. I don't need my Batman to be addicted to the mission, right? But I think most Batman don't just quit. So this Batman, Jason Todd gets murdered by the Joker, right? This Batman reaches out to Tim, not Tim, to Dick. Dick doesn't pick up the phone because this dick is an amoral piece of shit. We'll get to that when we talk about the ending. Boy, how do we get to that? Dick doesn't pick up the phone. This Batman kills the Joker. And I thought he then killed himself because the only thing he said was, Protect Gotham. Do what I couldn't do, Dick. Whoosh. Leaves. And I was like, okay, this is a Batman who has realized he's failed the city in this microcosm because he failed Jason Todd, and through acknowledging that, crosses the one line he was never supposed to cross, kills the Joker, which proves that he is no better than the Joker. He's just another costumed crazy that Gotham has produced. Apparently, he just fucked off. He just fucked off the whole season, dude. You could have helped. Ah! I hate this show! So, I just remembered something because I did not collect my thoughts before this goddamn episode because I'm a wonderful podcaster. But, it's again talking about how just morally bankrupt, morally corroded, just a bad person this Nightwing is. Because he again... Even in the finale of this season, goes behind the team's back and doesn't tell them everything because he teams up with Red Hood in the final hour. But when he goes to reconnect with Red Hood, there's this moment where Jason goes, How do I know you won't kill me, Dick? And Dick looks at him and he says, Because now I know what it's like to die. And I'm sorry. Is your empathy so baselined? Are you so baby-brained? Literally the first season of this show, your entire character arc was going, I'm crossing a line. 
I'm staring into the darkness. I'm not blinking. I'm too much like Batman. I'm brutalizing people. And now you're telling me the only way you think killing people is wrong is because you've experienced it yourself, dude? Baby empathy, so low to the ground. Jesus Christ. I think I've talked about... Oh, death has no meaning because Scarecrow, the one thing he gets to do to haha, here's my small villain victory, is he activates a bomb and he kills a bunch of civilians. And it's superhero comics. People come back from the dead. Superheroes tend to come back from the dead. Usually supporting characters don't. But your average Joe Smo doesn't, right? It just is what it is. Leanne Harper should come back. It's fucked up we haven't brought her back yet. That's weird. We should do that. Rant for another day. But instead of just letting these citizens of Gotham be dead, as is one to do when you live in Gotham, as is one to do when you live life, as is one to do when you, say, go to school in America, they bring everyone back via Lazarus Pit Rain. And when they do this, it starts with Raven using her literal demon magic to lift the water up. And I went, surely nothing bad can happen using the devil pit that the demon's head uses to bring himself back and notes that something of himself is lost every time he does it. If we use that on top of Raven's demon magic that has almost never been portrayed as a good thing. Genius heroes! All of you! So now the next time anyone in Gotham dies, aren't they all gonna be like, yo, where's that fucking magic purple rain? Also, it rains purple. Barbara points to the purple rain and goes, ha, purple rain. And they don't play the song. Like, come on. You fucking idiots. So I think I've talked about all the ways the ending upset me. And now we're going to talk about the big one. The really big one. The biggest big one. So, get to the end. Right? Scarecrow, locked up. In Arkham, chained to the middle of the... I was going to say ceiling, but that's wrong. His cell room. He's in the middle of it, straight jacket, chained down. And it's so very apparent that Arkham does not exist to help anyone, which I, I know. I read comics. I understand. Villains escape from jail. Arkham is always portrayed as making the people who enter it worse. But it's just so apparent in this scene. Oh, this is, yeah, this will help him. This'll make him better. How does he eat? Like, how's he gonna shit, man? How's he gonna do these things? And me pointing out, oh, how's he gonna shit? It's not a fault of the show. Nitpicks are not meaningful critique. You're not meaningfully engaging with media, either intellectually or emotionally. But it is a litmus test for how much you care. Because when you don't care... Your brain is free to wander and notice all of these stupid things. And that's what my brain was doing in, like, 
the big final confrontation, the emotional catharsis with our villain. I was so fucking bored. So Jonathan Crane's there, and he's in the straitjacket. He's talking to Nightwing. He's like, yeah, it's going to be hard to smoke my doobies in this straitjacket. <laughs> and Nightwing looks over and goes, that won't be the only reason it's hard to smoke. Raven. And she goes, huh, choke on this. Summons her evil demon magic. This nasty nightmare worm pops out of her mouth. Goes into Jonathan Crane's mouth, and he gets these nightmare flashes, all these horrible visions and feelings, and starts screaming a horrible scream to shake heaven and earth. He'd scratch his eyes out if only they were free. And I go, you people are monsters. What the fuck is wrong with you? Because then Nightwing and Raven turn around walk away in slow motion like badasses, and they smile while the man is screaming to death. You psychotic bastards. This is what Scarecrow does to people, and you all rightly call him a supervillain. How is this more justifiable than just putting two to his ten spot? Like, if you would have just killed him, if you'd have just let Red Hood put two to the ten spot... Pull the trigger, you'd be like, oh, that's so evil. Jason, you can never come back. You're a murderer. But no, let me forever curse you to every moment of your life. Experience mind-numbing fear and agony. You sick bastard. Just kill him. Just kill him. How is this better? How does this help anyone? How is this anything more than you getting to feel good about yourselves, you goddamn freaks? That is a car starting. That's the asshole car who, I fucking hate this dude, because he will start his car, and then he'll just leave it running for like, I'm just gonna... He just leaves it running like that. And he does this when he parks too. And it's all souped up like he's gonna race. Motherfucker, we live in Elkhart. We live in Indiana. Ah! Thankfully, that was the big climax of these wrong, wrong people doing a wrong, wrong thing. I don't think I have anything else to say. It's a tremendously bad show. It's mean-spirited doesn't understand why heroes are admirable or likable and anytime it does and starts to slowly approach that they just start to murder people and be mean and they don't talk to each other and it just sucks and i've been re-watching young justice and it's so good it's night and day and i've been watching doom patrol and doom patrol will make me uncomfortable i feel like cliff is it sometimes unlikable but it's a good fucking show and it understands that these characters are being terrible in these moments and they have to deal with it i feel like cliff gets off a little too easy towards season like end of season two cliff gets off a little too easy for being a shit back to dorothy but it's so not worth my time titans it's bad and the having fun... God, how is he still... He's just sitting there. It's not winter. 
Your car doesn't have to heat up. Why? Just, why? Are you just fucking enjoying the engine being on? Dude. Fuck. You know what? Yeah. (coughs) I don't feel a great need. (laughs) I feel like I've explained why the show is bad in this weird mini episode. Here's the note I want to end out on. Fuck that guy. Fuck this show. Hopefully next week we're back on track with more episodes. Maybe we will be, maybe not. Sign off noise. For why? Why is he doing that?